Saying low, Apple Music. Retiring from the arts is interesting to me because I never really looked at it as something that is kind of a job. Like it becomes a job and perhaps that's what to some degree inspires that decision. Maybe it turns into something that you never wanted it to become or perhaps there are other more personal reasons, physically, spiritually, emotionally, where you just can no longer do it anymore. But the idea of announcing that I'm retiring and I'm no longer going to make music, Jay-Z did it and I spoke to him after he came back. He gave an eloquent answer for it and Logic has done it and we recently caught up and I didn't waste any time getting into that whole idea of retirement. We spoke about that, about Def Jam, the legendary record label, which he's been signed to in Vinyl Days, his latest album, which is his last album on Def Jam. And we pulled back the wall as well and spoke a little bit about the environment we were in during the conversation and how each of us was feeling. It, it ended up being really interesting. It always is with Bobby. I'm a fan of the person and the artist, and he's my guest on the interview series today. Logic. Enjoy. Here's a checklist of things that I love. Music, check. Rap, check. Vinyl, check. Jay Dilla, check. Logic, check. Fire. My guy. Hello, hi. I like I just, the bombs. I just reviewed your album. That's it. <laughs> Thank That's you. it. Thanks a lot, That's man. it, man. Start to finish. This body of work you've come back with. We're going to get into all of that. The themes that are deep in it. Bars, bro. A lot of words, a lot of themes, a lot of honesty. Thank you. I really like your glasses. Thanks, man. They're very vibey. Thanks, man. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. You look great, bro. Thank you. I'm I've, wearing I'm wearing makeup. I've, <laughs> not for our benefit, I hope. Yeah, just a little bit, you know. You know, I haven't seen you for some time and there's I missed you. You know, we stayed in touch a little bit on text here and there. I would check in once in a while, even after your retirement, just to yep. see what was going on. Talk about on. kids and family. Talked about kids and family, and we yeah. didn't have the pressure of talking about music because you weren't really making it, or at least you weren't telling us you were making it. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was not in the light. I was just chilling. You were just chilling. Yeah. I was conflicted because on the one hand, I loved the fact that you took time out for yourself and made a statement that you were going to go away and figure out what the next step in your life was going to be and just get off that treadmill. Yeah. But on the other hand, I was like... Dude's got momentum. You know, things are moving. His music is connecting. We did that big interview out at your old house up in that the was, valley. That was like a big moment in my life. Big moment for me too. I had a wonderful day. I shot a terrible air ball, but apart from that, it was a perfect, <laughs> flawless victory. No, bro, you don't understand. Like I had seen so many, and we'd done stuff before, but like so many of your interviews and all the artists that you would choose to sit down with and yeah, it's really is something special to me and it means so much every time that, you know, you let me come back here, dude. Nah, man, you know, I'm for a real. fan for real. I and, appreciate it. And I like the, the fact that I can call you a friend. But, the, yeah, but homies. But getting back to, I was I was torn because I, I kind of wanted to call you up when you were like, I'm out. And I, I kind of wanted to call you up and just say, why? Like, why do you, you want to walk away? Like, why do, and why do you want to tell us you want to walk away? You could just walk away and not tell us and then pick your moment when you come back. And I feel we need to yeah. clear that up and then we can get into this. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I think a big part of it really just came down to like the internet, social media, perception, and hip hop, like all this stuff that I didn't want to be a part of anymore. And then when I realized that none of that matters anyway, like literally Neo, like there is no spoon. Yeah, like you can do whatever you want. I was like, oh snap, I need to get got his Def Jam deal. <laughs> Let me come back. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And is that why you decided to tell us that like, hey, look, I'm walking away because fans were distraught when you said I'm not going to make music anymore and I'm retiring and I'm basically out of the game. But people who do that either do it to set up another business move or they do it to make a point 
Were you making a point? I think I was making a point in my own life because I really believed it. Looking back, I was foolish. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like right now, like, like or where, where I was, I really believed it. Like I was like, okay, like I'm out of this. But I think I was also leaving for the wrong reasons. And I think in many ways I was like trying to run away from stuff when I realized like there's nothing to run away from. I just don't have to partake in, don't have in to the engage. BS yeah. of the industry. And when I realized that, I think I was ready to kind of come back. But I'm glad that I took that time away to have my son and to be there for his first steps and his first words. And, you know, it was really, really special for me. That's the upside of running into something new and then figuring out whether the reason was valid or not. The upside is you get to focus on family and all that. The flip side is that you don't have all this distraction and all these things that are keeping you in logic and keeping you in Bobby. And then when, yeah. so when you remove all of that, you take, you take the tours and the recordings and the good and the trolling and the me, hey, interview, interview, and you have all this time. How did that feel when you suddenly had time? It was amazing. Because <laughs> it's answer. like I had time to just like chill and do me for I'd the first time crazy. in my life. No, it was it was dope. I mean, mind you, I'm still was working. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was doing a lot of work and recording because like that's my therapy. Like without doing that, like yeah. I can't survive. I can't. It's like not being able to breathe if I can't write. So I was yeah. definitely doing that. But in therapy, you yeah. know, learning more about myself and how to better myself as a man, a husband, a father. Like that's that's what I was doing. And then coming back into the music space with that learning and you've gone into this place with vinyl days that is just like reflective and warm and hungry. And it's, it's a concept record effectively. I mean, it, sure. it, you know, so what is the concept, bro? It's a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just straight hip hop. You know what I mean? It's something that I, I just kind of wanted to really, it's so funny. It almost sounds cliche. Like bring the boom bap back, like bring it back to the basics. But like, that's what I wanted to do. Mm. I just wanted to rap, have fun, not overthink it, and do my thing. And I feel like I did. And I'm happy that I'm I'm able to do that, especially at this place in my career. It's like, if I wanted to make a bunch of money, it wouldn't have been this album. And I say that because it's like, I would have just made a bunch of pop records. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that either. But I was like, I wanted to make a statement. And I also wanted to end, you know, my relationship on this legendary label that is Def Jam with something that truly represents what Def Jam is. Yeah, but at the same time, you're sort of doing it with a box of matches in your hand. You know, you're expressing your love for the legacy of the label, but there's elements on this album and certainly in the lead up to this album that would suggest that it's the legacy today is something that you're excited to leave behind. I really care about the art. And it's like after I've made my money and been blessed enough to do that, that's all I care about now. You know, I'm still making wise investments and choices financially as a man and a father, you know, for my son and his trust. Mm. But... Like now, creatively, all I want to do is rap and have fun. And when I say that, I mean, I'm also picking up the guitar and strumming and singing on songs too, in general, in yeah. my life. So, but just having fun, there is no spoon. Do you, don't overthink it, love life. I sound like a no, commercial. It's, no, it's not under no, dude, dude. I mean, that if, if someone's going to watch this or listen to this and take anything away, that's as good a headline. We could walk away now. <laughs> but uh, I, man, that's not going to happen because this is this is rare air getting a chance to dive into it with you. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Def Jam thing's interesting on the record because on the one hand, like I know how much you love that label, but on the other hand, there's just a little bit of a middle finger kind of that flows throughout it at, at times. And I, you know what I mean? It's just hints of like, that I'm out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only reflecting what's on the record. 
Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I've had a, a, a relationship that's been very up and down, but it, it's it's been a lot of ups. It really has, you know? And I just think I can't sit here and just go in on Def Jam when it's like, it's not Def Jam, it's major labels in general. Mm. So, you know, I make it very clear on this record, all the people that I love, all the people that were there for me that really got me to where I am today in that building. People who drove me from you know, Boston to New York or New York to Boston for radio interviews and PR people. And like, I love that building, man. Like I, I do. It changed my life. You, I have a, you have a brick in the foundation of it, bro. There's dude, no doubt about it. I wouldn't be here without it. I keep adjusting myself, trying to get comfortable. <laughs> you like Ricky Bobby? I don't know what to do with my sword. I know. Chair. We can stand if you want. Cheers. Can we stand? Yeah, we can stand, bro. I make a prediction by the end of this, we'll have the guitar out and you and I will be strumming oh. away and doing some interesting shit. Don't make me get my uh, my assistant, Stacy, in here. I'm going to make you... He will... I'll, I'll sing you a song. This motherfucker, uh, I found him on TikTok. <laughs> He's one of the illest musicians ever. Really? Yeah. This is the guy who's always stoned on the job? Who looks like he's always stoned on the job. Oh, he looks like he's always... He looks like... No, in my experience in life, people who look like they're always stoned are genuinely always stoned. He's pretty always stoned. It's not like you walk in there... And then you're like, hey, what's going on? Oh, can man? they hear us talking like, about that? Of course man? they fucking can, bro. By the way, that's the guy who got stuck outside in the hallway, right? And none of your crew would let him in. Wait, what? Really? I went to the bathroom while you were in here getting a comfortable or not, as the case may be, because you couldn't sit in a fucking chair still. And as I came <laughs> down the stairs, your man Stacy was stuck outside, like just lightly tapping on the glass because he's already fucking, But the question is why? burnt three down why, by 9 a.m. Oh, damn. He just called you a pothead. Should I fire him? What do you think? Don't, don't put that on me, bro. I'm just here for the lols. No, I'm not going to fire him. He's like the best assistant he ever. Seems like a lovely dude. Yeah, so you found amazing. him on TikTok? Yeah, TikTok. How do you, okay, I know how you find an audience on TikTok. How do you go find staff on TikTok? Well, he's just like one of my favorite musicians. And so for me, I was like, <laughs> no, seriously. Like I found him, discovered him, was like, this kid is amazing. And we just were friends. And then a position opened. And I was like, hey, man. You want to be my assistant? I love that. You know, it's like you, you find somebody that you really admire. Say, hey, man, I love the music that you make. You're so talented. You deserve a break. You want to make coffee for me for the next two years? <laughs> <laughs> Low key. But I'm just like, think about how many amazing people he's going to meet and be introduced I'm joking. to. Him, it's man. an incredible opportunity. I think anybody who seems to roll in your crew, and that's one thing that I really admire about you is that you find your friend and you keep him close. Who'd you bring with you, by the way? This is a, this is a plush version of, of myself. My son calls him Plush Daddy. Plush Daddy. <laughs> Plush Daddy. Yeah. This is merch I'm going to sell That may be point. your new nickname for me at least. Plush Daddy. Just Plush for short. Yo, it's Plush Daddy coming what's, through. What's up, Plush? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> call you Pete. Yeah. Mm. Another thing too that mm -hmm. I've, I've like talked about is I have this uh, thing called cervical dystonia. Mm -hmm. I don't have a cervix. Cervical dystonia, it's a, a term for the neck and I have a tremor in my head. And so, like, if I'm really still, check it out. You can see it. Whoa. It still goes. It's insane. Wow. When did you realize that that was the case? Have you known that all your life? No. A couple of years ago, it just popped up. So, it's a neurological disorder that happened. And, and But I have to take Botox, like, really deep in the neck. Yeah. Uh, in the tissue. Yeah. To help relieve it. Do they have any idea what brought it on? No, it's just a neurological thing. It's a neurological thing. Yeah, it thing. It's crazy as we move through our life, right? And we, we think when we start out, it's all about bones, right? We're like, don't break any bones. You know, I'm going skateboarding, protect your head, all that sort of stuff. And that yeah. stuff's really important. But then when you get on in life, it's the stuff you don't see 
and you don't really know about that ends up f***ing with you. Like neurology- Is a no joke. That's everything. It's insane. That's everything. Like I remember when I got, when I took this job, (laughs) others will make it in because it's potentially libelous, but I got such incredible stress I'm a protect apple here. It was, you know, I took it on and I wasn't, I wasn't taking care of myself, but I was under a lot of stress and, um, and I wasn't doing enough exercise. I just wasn't doing anything to counteract that. And I got some terrible neurological symptoms like for, like what? for years. Oh, dude, stiff finger, pins and needles, feeling like my arm's dead, just constant aches the whole time. Like really intense neurological symptoms, Did right? Did you take time for yourself? In the end, I had to take- Health I, is wh- important. Well, I, I hate when you have to be forced to do it. Like when your body- like forces you. Even that doesn't work though, right? You have to get your mental right if you're going to take the time. And in the end, the time wasn't like, I need six months belief. The time was like, (laughs) I need 30 minutes to do yoga today as opposed to, if I get in this in lifestyle, it'd be fine. Anyway, I went to this old neurologist who was like about 80 years old, this dude that you get sent to when you really And I went there and he just, he took one look at me and he just, he got out his his little hammer and he just, he went knee, knee, elbow, elbow, held my hand and then went, you broke your brain. What? <laughs> That's what he said. He really said that? You broke your brain. And I went, oh, is that like bad? <laughs> and he went, just relax, was his advice. That was his prescription. Relax. That's what I need to do. Like, y- y'all think I'm back? I I, I left. Like, I've been grinding, dude. In dad mode, and this mode, and that mode. And I released a memoir. I did a seven-figure deal on Twitch. Yep. I, like, I'd be going, bro. I know. You didn't stop. You just went... I just wasn't like, look at me. You just went logic. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. And but was, I like being logic. And I like you being logic. So my question is, and, and this sort of reverse back to our initial conversation at the start, but it's, it's all part of the threat. Were you just sick and tired of being logic at one point? I mean, everything that that brought? And I'm saying it brings success and arenas and sell out crowds and lots of love, but it also brings scrutiny and can hatred and this and that and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, that was a big one. It's difficult, man, to see people tell you, you know, they hope your family dies and your baby's ugly and X, Y, Z, and you deal with that every time you look on the internet. Oh, that's like, just so f***ed up. I know, it's messed up, man. And that's kind of been a thread, like... That's when I despair for us as a species. Yeah, as as human beings. It's, like, insane to know that, like, a decade ago, this isn't how the internet was. It was actually a, a much more nicer place, you know what I mean? There were still trolls and stuff, but it yeah. wasn't, like, like even how, how... I don't know, man. Message boards are pretty brutal, bro. No, of course. But it's just, like, everything now, like, how people even discuss or talk about music, it's like, yeah, this was mid. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Like, have an opinion. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody's talking about an artist, yeah, this is mid. This is kind of ass, you know? Uh, and I'm like, is that how you talk to your mom? Yeah. When your mom gives you breakfast? Yeah, mom. You... This is mid. Uh, this These is pancakes mid. are mid. Like, who does that? These pancakes are mid, So, mom. So I think for me, that that's something that I wanted to do. I wanted to step away from the negativity. And not not like, oh, I'm trying to hide from it and this and that. But just like, dude, I need a break. This album is you just coming out and there's no apologies on this record sure. at all. Yeah. This is like... It's kind of arrogant. But... Confident. Yeah. Yeah. And a little arrogant, but you stacked yourself with people. You have a team. You built a yeah. team around this record. Not just the skits, but like... Wait till e- you see the doc. Oh, that's going to be interesting. My boy JT Clemente over here, he shot the whole doc. He did amazing. the whole thing? Yeah, I can send it to you early. Congratulations, JT Clemente, my guy. You surround yourself with people who could help bring this project to life, and you started with, the you, you picked really well as always. I mean, Egon, oh, to bring yeah. Egon in. Yeah, yeah. I guess who acts as somewhat of an executive producer, in a way? Yeah, he's more like an A&R. An I A&R? really executive produced it, and yeah, man, I mean, he... 
I call, so we did the whole album in 12 days. By the way, people who don't know, Egon is a, an incredible creative mind, tastemaker who was instrumental and remains instrumental in shepherding the legacy of the great Jay Diller and being a part of music. My chain heavy. From that. He's, he's right in the middle of Diller time. Like that's, right? I don't know if I did that justice. Yeah, yeah. He's the man. And I call him and I say, send me as much vinyl as you can. And he overnights me 150 vinyl. And I take what he gives me, put it on the record player, feed it through the MPC, make beats right. How long? And just knock it out. 12 days. You did the whole thing in 12 days? Yeah, we did 14 records in five days. How can you listen to all that? I couldn't even listen to the vinyl in 12 days. I didn't listen to it all. So you were just going through and letting your instinct say, I'm going to, that sounds good, I'm going to flip that. That sounds going to flip that. Don't care if in 60 seconds time is a drum break to die for, that's the one I'm going to play. Yeah, the cool thing too is just like maybe three hooks on the whole album. So it's like, it's just raps. Yeah. I'm fucking anxious right now. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm excited. I'm excited and I know a lot of people are going to watch this and I'm like, I love you, man. You're I'm here because we I, love the album. No, I know. Is it because I made that shitty joke about not being on the record? I don't give a f- No, no. <laughs> no, I'm just, ang- I'm just an anxious person. I think it's good to talk about it. Well, the good news is so am I. Hmm. Have you ever been in- Is that a- good news? <laughs> no, have you ever been in a, in a high, not highly intense, but like a very important moment like this and felt extremely anxious inside? Yeah, all the time. Really? Yeah, man. How do you deal with it? Well, the good thing about doing this right here is that we're in a moment. And what's great about being in conversation with people that are interesting is that you sort of have to focus on it a little bit. Oh, to kind of take you out of that? And so it kind of ushers you out of whatever you're going through and into the moment. I agree. That's how how I've always done it my whole career is like no matter what and how I felt, you push through. But I think sometimes it's good to discuss. Like like I feel like not, not even like I'm trying to be weird. I feel like I feel relieved that I was like, yo, I'm anxious right now because then people watching don't think I'm weird because I keep drinking my water or moving or this or that. Well, there's two things Not going on. Not that it matters them. I'm just saying. Like- <laughs> first, of all, first of all, right, you can be 100% yourself in this room, full stop, and talk Thank about you. anything you want. Yes, Queen. Number two, if you wanted to stop or take a break and just go and walk around the block or go get a coffee or come back... What a G. I'm good. I don't need to do all that, but that's very sweet of you. You Thank can you. literally, I'll just clear my diary. You can come back at three o'clock and we can part two this. You have a diary? No. Dear diary. I do actually have a diary. My, lead, my, 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 my assistant who's in there, who does, as far as I'm aware, she's not stoned right now, is literally, she's a lifesaver. And so she's like, you don't have a diary? Excuse me. Hold on one second. <laughs> can Stacy come in here? Can you open this door? Yeah, man. Stacy, come here. Come on. You just got to meet the guy. I can't wait. I love He's this amazing. guy already. Open the door. Come on. Hurry up. Does this work? Do these work? Hey, Stacy. These work. Put these on. Come here for five seconds. I just want the world to see you. What's up, buddy? Talk. Hi, world. Hey. He's not. Sto- <laughs> he's not stoned. He's just got. He's just got a beautiful. He's just a beautiful, friendly, amazing vibe about him. Are you him. nervous? Not really. <laughs> I, feel like I feel like your jaw's shaking. Hey, let me ask My you. My jaw's not shaking. Let me ask you, Stacy. What's it like being in Team Logic? It's great. Yeah. Bob's like my father. I live with him. <laughs> yeah. daddy. He's my plush daddy. Um, you no, live with awesome. him? You live oh, with yeah. Him? Yeah. Yeah, I live in Malibu. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Where yeah. did you live before you moved to Malibu? Phoenix, Arizona. So you got relocated to Malibu? I did. Yeah. Stacy won the fucking lottery. I won the lottery. I was won- at Nobu last night. What the yeah. fuck? Bro? I mean, he's a, he's a little hungover right now. Oh, mm-hmm. you hit the sake. 
a little bit. A little yeah. bit of Saki. Saki and Timmy. Okay. No, but Bob's the best person ever. He's a good dude. Super thankful. So nervous. <laughs> okay, get the fuck out of here. I love you, man. <laughs> Stacey, it's great to meet you, man. You know I'm just playing with you, bro. What you do with your time and your lifestyle is entirely your choice. <laughs> What a sweet dude. I know. He's like my spirit animal right yeah, now. Yeah, man. And and so you moved him into your, into your spot? Yeah. Well, up in Oregon first because uh -huh. I have a—that's where I was. Yeah. And— um, Yeah, why did you come back here? Because my wife, she likes sand. So right. I thought I'd buy her a house in Malibu. Yeah, it's a very nice thing to do. Yeah. Entirely appropriate based on the commitment that your wife has made to life. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, I thought it'd be great for her, for us, for the family, and, yeah. and for my son to be able to have that kind of tranquil space uh, up in the woods. And then to be able to uh, get a nubu and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. It's just bougie hippie shit. Have you enjoyed being back in California? I love it, yeah. It's, 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 it's cool. But wait, let me get this straight. You went, you traveled around. Like, so when you, last time I, so we were in the valley hanging out and that, that felt like it was a little bit of a sort of like kids camp of epic. It was basketball courts and studios. And oh yeah, that was in Tarzana. That's that the first house I ever bought. Then you moved to Calabasas. Calabasas. Didn't, didn't get a taste for that. Well, no, it was cool. I built a million dollar studio in my house with like Harry Potter book and you like pull, pull or no, it was Ready Player One. But anyway, the bookshelf like opens. Oh, you built a secret room? Oh, it was, and it was just this giant studio yeah. and it was amazing. And then I was like, this. Why? Because I, I think that's the goal. The goal is like, yo, I'm a Calabasas. I'm in I Hidden got, Hills. I made it. Yeah, I got all these cars and all this and then the best studio, and then I just sold it. Then I moved to a four-story mansion yep. in Utah. That's right. You moved to Utah, I remember, because you spoke to me, and you're like, hey, yeah. man, I don't live in Calabasas anymore. Look at my view. And it was like some fucking holy mountain, mountain yeah. in Utah. And then I was like, this isn't right. This isn't it. I don't need all this space. And then I was like, I've been programmed to think I need a giant house. Yeah. So no, it's way st more stressful having more, more space. Yeah. So then I got seven acres. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so you, you transferred the internal space to outdoor space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's really cool because it's like some Boy Meets World, like, shit. Like, the house is, like, so cute. And I'm like, this is where I want to raise my son in a house. And then I have, like, a second. There's two houses on the property. Mm -hmm. And then that other house is, like, 24-hour security and, and uh, you know, where I make all my beats and, and all that stuff. But being in these, this, like, super small four walls, like, is what inspired this album. I really enjoyed it and I loved it. And it's just, I, we're going to really split our time. You know what I mean? But I would give my wife the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, you I mean, you know, we're the lucky ones, bro. I'm not a simp, though. Can you say simp? Yeah. But um, <laughs> we're the lucky ones, man. We're lucky ones. You can find someone you can sort of share the good and the bad with. And regardless of like whether you're making music or not making music, like your wife doesn't care whether you're logic. Dude, she really doesn't. She'd be forgetting. So do I. Like, I think people forget. I think my squad sometimes forgets. Like, because I'm just normal. Like, I'm a normal guy. You know, I like anime and video games and, you know, Cheez-Its. You know, what's interesting to me is based on your journey, and we just went through this really interesting, like, I, I don't speak to too many artists who move from Tarzana to Calabasas, build the home of their dreams, then sell it, move to Utah, then move to Oregon, and then back to Malibu <laughs> in like four years. And so, yeah. and so what's, what's interesting to me is like the relationship that you have with quote unquote success and the material wealth that comes with being successful at what you're passionate about. Now you grew up with nothing. Yeah, it's probably why I wear chains. 
I think it's why a lot of rappers wear chains. It's a, it's a, in a way, uh, well, for me, it's a solid investment. Yeah. But it's also, it's a reminder that I could have never in a million years been able to do something like this. The chain I get because I think that, I think when you wear something on your chest like that, it's a reminder of the journey you've been on and, and, and what it represents is like growth. Yeah. And breaking out of your predicament and creating a new environment and eventually that can be shared with your family and the people you 100%. care about and your crew. And so it's a, it's a beautiful symbol, I think. And I've always been a fan of it for that reason. Apart and from it looks, it looks sick. Yeah, I was, right? I it looks sick. It looks dope. No, I agree. Looks, but the houses and the cars and the shit that you talk about there that you're always leaving behind. Yeah. You never hold on to it, bro. Yeah, it's just... I know, I don't. You know what I hold on to? Relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, friendships, memories, rhyme books. How many rhyme books you got? Oh, dog. You don't even know. <laughs> I have so many, bro. Like, because when I was a teenager, that's all I would do. Because I didn't have a phone. I was broke. I literally have bins full of all my old rhyme books. And then for the, my No Pressure album, yeah. the last album, I went in in a book. And I wrote everything down. And I've been writing like crazy like since. But still sometimes the the notes is good on the phone. It's quick. It's quick, but I love the idea of a rhyme book. And now, of course, you know, the whole technique is to go into the studio and sort of do line by line and feel it in the moment. And there Which are people- you could do. That's cool. By the way, I've seen the best of the best do that. I've been in the room when Future does that. It's beyond. It's, it's mind-blowingly inspiring, but it's just a different no -boo, technique. Nobu, Nobu, Nobu. It's a different technique for real. I just go to the But the rhyme book I'm a fan of because you'll, you, you have something at the end of it, an artifact- yeah, dude. It's it's like I art take pictures in of every of every yeah. page though too. Yeah. In case it burns. That's a real thing. Like I'm scared. Like, oh no, my rhymes. One of my favorite beats on the record is uh Nadwa, the way you flip the oh, British, dude. British, 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 British like, Columbia. Okay, it's okay. incredible the way you flip his voice and make it part of the beat and everything else. And obviously I'm a huge fan of Nadwa, and I've actually he's interviewed me as well, which was like a high point and about the only time my kids have ever been impressed with anything I've ever done. He's the best. And so so getting him on the album and paying respects to him, just just a little bit of thoughts behind that. And then we'll lean into the skits themselves because it's a full flex of an album. Thank you. J.J. Um, Abrams? What are you doing about J.J.? You know what's so funny is there's also, I called it, okay. Holy shit, if this is what retirement sounds like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I called it J.J. Abrahams because, uh, and we'll, I'll tell you about the Nardwar thing. I called it J.J. Abrahams because um, yeah, actually, JJ, I didn't even notice that. J.J. was with Roger Lynn, the creator of the MPC. Yep. And then he got Roger Lynn to write me a letter, like a little note. And I'm like, oh my God, like this dude birthed hip-hop in many ways like why production jj abrams hanging out with Roger i don't know Lynn? why what am if, why is logic hanging out with jj abrams no well that's know. that makes more sense i'm just wondering what jj abrams is cooking up about roger lynn low-key jj is a fire musician nobody knows it really I'll put him on blast, well it makes right? sense his daughter's super talented oh yeah she's a, he literally like he's the bomb so roger lynn writes a note and says hey bobby thanks for using my instruments and I'm like, oh my God. But he spells my name B-O-B-B-I-E, like a woman. <laughs> that, that's awesome. And I'm like, fire. That. I'm still framing <laughs> this. Awesome. And then JJ uh, mails it to me, doesn't show up. A couple weeks later, I, I hit JJ. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. And I'm like, hey man. He's like, hey, I'm on the set of Star Wars. NBD. NBD. No, that's not how it happened. Anyway, I was just like, hey man, I never got that thing. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. And then he gets Roger Lynn to give me like a formal, like heading from the Akai like news head letter and, and he writes writes says hey bobby thank you so much for you know using my instruments jj abrahams 
<laughs> Outstanding. Was letting me know. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that. in the first one, you messed up my name. In the second one, you messed up his name. And I thought it would just be a fun uh, kind of behind the scenes Frame story. that. Sh- as far as Nardwar goes, dude, Nardwar, I love Nardwar. Yeah, man. He's, he's the sweetest. He cares. He's genuine. He's weird and different in a, in a great way. He's himself. But he's also incredibly professional. Oh, yeah. And the thing that Nardwar likes to put across is that it's all this this big kind of like, hey, it's all eccentric and <laughs> jokey. But but actually, he is the most researched. Yeah, dude. The most prepared, the most respectful. I don't know out how of he any gets, of us in know, a weird way. I don't know how he gets his information. No, he's done. I mean, neither do I. I was always sure he would contact somebody in my crew. And I remember at, after the first one, mm. I'd asked my friends. They were like, bro, we didn't say anything. No, I have a theory about it. I just think that he has a crew of people and they just know how to and carve up the internet like like like, so like sushi- private detectives like sushimi because it's all there <laughs> it's all there it's giving me a nobu nobu it's all there nobu everything is there right like we think we know what the internet has the internet is just infinite depth now because it's just learned everything there is to learn and now it's turning it into I feel a, like it's a, the AI closest thing right? to God Seriously. to an all knowing thing yeah, or at least what we know it's yeah. like the closest thing to that in your pocket that I could just be like whatever I could literally be like movies near me or this or that. Anything that you could want, dream of, think of. Yeah. Anything. It's kind of insane. And yeah, so, you know. That's, Na- that's Nardwar's brain. Nardwar studies God. Yeah, he does. And that's why he's at God level. Because he's like, he, understa- he understands like where to get it from, you know? The fact, yo, I need a shirt that has, can one of my fans out there make a shirt for me on tour that's just Nardwar's face and then above it, it says God level? That's good, right? Please. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. I need that. I'm going to see how this guy works. He just hears something great and tells his fans, you guys go make it. I'm not trying to bring it back to this. I really want to thank you for letting me be so open about anxiety because I felt weird earlier and now I feel great. You know, it's it's my bad is the truth I feel. What do you mean? Well, you know, I I, I was joking about, about the album at the beginning, which was genuinely a joke. And I loved this album. It wasn't that at all. And then you came in and I, I feel like I kind of got off on the on the Def Jam retirement thing quite quick. Oh, maybe. Maybe and, it was talking about some deep shit. And maybe I should have just kind of like probably eased into it a bit because we are buddies. And I, I think... No, but I'm not... I wanna, it, it's I, cool. It's cool. But it's not weird. You, you weren't being weird. It's all process, right? And you got to learn from it. But from my perspective, there's so much wrapped up in this return... We could just sit here and talk about Diller and bars and raps all day. Yeah, but no, there's, I get a, it. there's actually more to it, for me at least, that that I was really hungry to dive into. I'm with it, and I think that there's so much that people would just be like, "Great, Logic's made a fucking top level rap record," but I'm like, "Yeah, but listen to it. It's all in there." Yeah, it is talking about. It's not all about the money, okay? We've discussed that, material wealth and the relationship you have as a human being on success versus where you came from and who you are as a, as a man growing into a family man and becoming like we all are, right? Yeah. Then there's the pops of Def Jam. Cool, we covered that. Yeah. You know, then there's, there's the idea of self-reflection and self-worth, which is all over this record. Hearing you say all this stuff, it just makes me think about my therapist because she's Australian. <laughs> she is? Yeah, so she says shit like, I saw it. I saw it coming, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Can you say rise up lights? Rise up lights. Say it, say it again. Rise up lights. You know what you're saying? No. You're saying razor blades in Aust- with an Australian accent. Rise up, rise up lights. Rise up lights. Oh, that's, 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 let's go. <laughs> I'm having a blast. I'm excited. This, this is, is keep dope. going. This uh, is keep going. Yeah, this album... 
It's like so free. I feel like every artist says that though, right? They come here for no, they all, don't. Their, all no. their new, oh, this is no. the new one. No. This is the one. No, they no, don't do that? no, hardly any. Oh, You'd be shit. amazed. A majority wow. of the people who I talk to do not sit there and go, this is such a free experience, this album. Most of them are like, it was really harrowing and tough and hard to get out, but it sounds quick. Look, you hit it hard, man. Wow. You, you the one before this was that for me. This shit was 12 days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we did it, though. I don't know how we did that many songs in 12 days. We had fun. Yeah, we did. We had a blast. Right? When you're having fun, you're not looking at the clock. That's true. You know? That's very true. So how'd you get Morgan Freeman on the record? Oh, that's a whole... That's a whole... Uh, next time. Wait, is that next time? This is this time. I know. I can't. But I'll tell you after this. Okay. Because you're going to love it. I mean, that just makes me so curious, but sure. Because it's, that's not it. I mean, out of all of them. Okay, let's focus then on uh, Bronson. Dude, yeah. Who gave me one of my favorite lines. I, you know, uh, I mean, obviously I'm going through the record. out of the Hellcat. No, it's uh, 11 roses expertly engraved on the, on the side of the handle or something like that. Yeah, he's wild. He's like, he's like, my bitch will kick you with strange feet. <laughs> like, who says that? Yeah. This guy says it. You want to know how that song happened? Please. That song happened a year before it, actually. Because me and Madlib are doing an album called Magic. And that's in process right now. Well, we I've, we finished it. And I had done the whole Is he rapping album. on it? No. Is that I'm going to try to get him to rap on yeah, it. Yeah, well, you've literally asked him on your album. On Quasi. I know. We'll, we'll figure it out. But we did that in a weekend. And Egon sent me basically every Madlib beat that he's ever done. Sorry, I'm all far away from the mic. I mean, gigs and gigs and gigs from like 2005. And I went through and made like my perfect album of all my favorite beats. And then I just rapped on them all. And Madlib comes over. This is like a year ago. Madlib comes over and he's like, yo, Bobby, this is crazy. And I was like, really? You like it? He's like, I love it. I'm like, wow. He's like, this is an amazing album. Yeah, he doesn't really sound like no, that. That's pretty it, good. Kind of. Yeah. Hey, it's Otis. Whatever. So <laughs> he's like, there's just one thing. And I'm like, what? He's like, I don't remember any of these samples. <laughs> so good luck clearing them. Yeah, he's like, we can't clear it. I don't yeah, know or, what they are. And he also, was like, it, I was on Mushrooms 15 years ago when I made this beat. I don't know. It was, it's not like he's, <laughs> it, it's It's not like he's, you know, you're going to be able to go on like Apple Music and find these things. and jump. It's not, it's not like they're like super funk breaks yeah, volume no. eight. Yeah. No, it's like some shit he picked up in like Brazil. Yeah, exactly. You know, or whatever. But I was like, okay, that's fine. And so we're still working on it. I'm just going to take those dope raps and just put them on new beats that he makes. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. it's really not that deep. And it's going to be amazing. And maybe we'll release those demos for free one day. Yeah. You know, like people can see them. But anyway, so Action was on that. And on that beat, me and Madlibet actually produced it together. And that was one of the samples that he, he was like, oh, I don't know. So... Listen to. Listen. So I, I remade the beat, but I'm glad it turned out the way it did. I like it. Listen to the conversation, though, man, and and like what you're manifesting. Like it's crazy. You get to build this kind of world with Egon, who doesn't do that. Shit. Yeah, I know he doesn't. He doesn't do it. Doesn't need to. I mean, you know, he has his his life's work and what he what he's passionate about. He needs to like lean in with other artists and send them shit and do all that. You get to make music and produce with Madlib. I mean, th- th- these are the people that kind of raised you, bro. Oh, bro, come on. I got the Quaz. Yeah. I got this here. I got Dilla here. How can you not believe in magic? <laughs> I love it. Rise up lights. <laughs> Dude, no, seriously. It's like a dream come true. But this is shit that made me be like, oh, whoa. Like my whole career, I was scared to extend my hand to people. You know, whether it was like 
Kendrick. Like I've never, I don't even know how I would get in touch with Kendrick. I love Kendrick Lamar. I think he's great. Different people to like reach out, I would be like scared that they wouldn't reciprocate that. Once I kind of retired, I was like, well, logic, this is unimportant. Now I'm just a guy who can just be a fan of somebody. It's not some competition. So now when I reach out to people, I'm just like, it's just like, who gives it? So mm-hmm. I'll be like, hey, I really like you. And they'll be like, I like you too, man. And then boom, you're friends. Like, that's awesome. You know, like when I met Action for the first time, I was like, I, I'm just like, damn, Action's just like the weed god. Probably doesn't even know I exist. <laughs> I think he's actually, I, I, you know, he definitely in, enjoys to smoke. But um, I feel like he's now like sort of reinvented himself as like this fitness oh, guru. Yeah. No, for sure. Like he is just, that picture of him and Tom Holland, did you see that recently? I didn't see that, no. Dude, they're like twins. Really? Yeah, he, come on, he's always looked like a, a more heavy set mm-hmm. Tom Holland. And now he's lost a ton of weight. And in this particular photo, Tom Holland's looking quite hench. I'm um, trying to find my action Bronson drops. But, um, yeah, Bronson's the man. But I think, yeah, I was scared. I don't know, I'd always been scared. And then in my retirement, that's when I'm just like reaching out to legends and like people I love. And I'm like, hey, wanna, wanna work together or wanna hang out? Yeah. You know, want to just be friends, want to go get sushi, one of this, one of that. Who else then, did you reach out to? I got to ask that. I mean, this um, is like, a, this is the magical mystery tour of music and friendship. I don't know why nobody's coming to mind. I don't know. Yeah, Wiz. Wiz is a great example. Well, no, me and him already kind of work together. I should know this. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's talking to you, not them. Anyway. Wiz, Wiz, man, the track with Wiz, we played today on the show. It's great. That was fun. That was fun to do. Yeah. It was really cool. It made sense because it's like, I was like, hey, man, we're going on tour should jump on the on this intro and he like just kills it there's no competition him trying to you know what i mean it's just it's it's pretty cool you um you took a chain off it was causing a little bit of you know it was causing some stress clearly to the neck muscles um yeah it's also just really heavy to heavy yeah can i yeah oh yeah that's no joke yeah it's no joke yeah that's a that's a few pounds oh yeah that's a few pounds. That's legit. That's There's a line in there neck. where you talk about you got your first deal. You invested in a chain. You're an idiot. I've invested in crypto. How's your crypto wallet looking? Crypto w- wallet's looking like everyone else's crypto wallet. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough right now. Except mine probably has a few more M's in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yikes. It's 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 a but it's a long game. It's a long game. When I did it, I was like three to five years. I'm not even looking. I still look. So, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I want to, but I want to talk to you about this because you are you know you you. Your perspective on things from a business point of view is is often overlooked in light of your ability as a musician. And yet, I know that you're a smart business person. I know you have an eye for that. Try to be. So, yeah, fo- dude, I flipped this Charizard card. I bought it for technically before inflation of like sale cost at the auction and everything, uh-huh. $181,000. It's worth half a million dollars now. I don't understand that. Talk me through, and for anyone else who's watching this out of interest, use me as the vessel to explaining what the obsession and why this is a good investment to invest in a Charizard card. Because I see people go fucking batch if I see Logan Paul showing up to some stranger's house and buying them for $8 million or some Check crazy this out. shit. Uh, you, you get sports memorabilia, right? So you could you understand, understand how... Um, I'm not going to use this. An original name. baseball card just, that was just, like... Yeah, think of, think of the goat of... Basketball or football, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say any names because of what I'm about to say. You have that greatest player of all time, but then it turns out they assaulted someone mm. or their name is tar- tarnished. Charizard cannot get me tooed. <laughs> right, right. You understand right, what I'm right, saying? Right, like Charizard right. is a character from our childhood that right. we love. Right. So it's like, that's why it makes sense. But how does it get to a point where it's so valuable? Because human beings say, that it's worth that. It's so like, we, we create the market value yeah, it's of like these Bitcoin, things. You know what I mean? 
I got into Bitcoin a little late too. I'm glad I got in it when I did. Yeah. It was before the craze craze. But it's like, my friend was hitting me up. He's like, yeah, man, there's this fake money. That's not really money. It's ones and zeros. You should spend <laughs> all your money on it. I'm like, what? <laughs> so like, it doesn't really make sense unless you, you know, do the due diligence to invest and figure out, uh, invest your time in, yeah. in understanding it. What's your NFT portfolio like? I don't have one. Yeah, me neither. Because I still... I keep getting hammered by friends of mine who are in it. You got to do it. You got to do it. And it's just like, I want to fully understand and be excited about whatever I do. Yeah, me too. I don't buy shit just because somebody's like, you've got to buy this. Like, no. Do I... I need to educate myself You probably get the same text from the same people saying, bro, come on. You're late on this. I know. And I know that I am. But I know that when I do do it, it's going to be dope. Because my heart and soul is going to be in it. I'm not just going to be blindly like, yeah, everybody, get NFTs. But if we are, as human beings, creating the market value for a product and thereby establishing a ability to trade at a much higher rate for a select group of people who were there at the beginning when the market value was established, ultimately, those people will be the ones that benefit when everybody else decides to buy in. Surely, at its very core, that is a pyramid scheme. Kind of. But also, you could just be a fire artist who randomly make something that people want to buy. That I like. Like my, like my boy Sam Spratt, who yeah. did all my album covers. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then he was like, I want to do NFTs. And I was like, bet. And Sam's doing good. He's doing great. There you go. That I love it for that. That's the reason why I didn't get into it big time was because I remember saying to a friend of mine, I thought this was supposed to be for artists. I thought this was supposed to be a way for artists to sell direct to the art community and to expand the art community and thereby have trademark and ongoing income coming from the trade of their art. Now I just feel like it's being turned into like label business, promo business, you know? And it's just yeah, but that's weird to everything, me. man. It's like everything becomes monetized and media and- But that's just I mean? why I didn't get into it because I was like, I like it for the artist. I, I remember when Twitter like didn't have ads, you know, and yeah. Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, people want to take whatever it is and monetize it and I'm not mad at it. It's life. It's business. I've said this before to you personally and even on my TikTok feed. Your TikTok is fucking awesome. And it's like you have this amazing- It's so annoying. What, to keep it up? It's so annoying. Like, because it's like, it's funny and I'm I'm myself. I'm really myself. But then also like, there'd be some shit going on behind the scenes, man. Why? What do you mean? Because like I came in, I came out of nowhere and I had like 300,000 followers that I never even amassed. Yeah. Like I like Def Jam just created this. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I want to TikTok. Let me Let's do something with this. Yeah. Kids are talking about. Let's see what these kids are talking about over here on the Texans. <laughs> so I jump on a TikTok and it's just like, you know, girls doing these dances. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff is and like. And all this like whatever. And I'm like, that. I'm about to make beats yeah. and like make fun of my wife and like funny shit. And I'm doing that and I'm getting like millions and millions yeah, yeah. of views. And then I've, I said, TikTok and penis in the same sentence. And then all my views just plummet out of nowhere. Really? Yeah, it was really weird. Because you used the word penis. I said TikTok penis. It was a joke. It was a fun. Oh, wow. So you think they short ordered you. They put you on. Yeah, but they said they didn't. And and I don't know what's going on, but I'm just like, bro, if if a person has, and who gives it, And that's why you bounced out. You said, this is a funny more I'm out. Yeah. Have you done it one since? I mean, my team has done it. I'm probably going to do it. You gotta start retiring, bro. <laughs> it's amazing. You keep walking away and then coming back. I actually kind of love it. Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of funny. I'm like, I'm over this. I'm back. <laughs> I know. It's a weird. This is cool. It's, it's a great. It's a great. I. It's so cool. You never know what to expect with Bob. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, you do. I'll see you later. <laughs> and I'm back. I'm back. We've talked before a couple of times as you've been 
on this journey of self-discovery. I'm having and a blast right now. Good to see you, man. Yeah, sorry. You know, we've talked about identity before and your music has often reflected... I'm biracial. As we know. <laughs> and But you've always put that in your music and you've always addressed your own confusion and, and the confusion of others very openly in your music about this issue. Yeah, for sure. And I've always admired that. And very early on in the album, Fun Master Flex just lays it out. Right? Yeah. He says, that, he says the term that becomes a song, song number six, which is Black White Boy. Yeah. I don't think you've used that before. I've never said that ever. So where did that come from? And, and, and how, did you re- how did you feel when, you, when, you just, when that term came to your mind? I was writing those lyrics, right? So what is it? Uh, uh, step into me. Or step, step into you. I forget. I got some. Yeah, we raps. made the album in like 12 days. Yeah. You're not going to remember. With some shit you can't avoid. Yeah, this black, white boy finna push you into the void. And I ain't got time to dish you. I'd rather dismiss you and sell more records than you did in your first week with a reissue. <laughs> like, that's so dope. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, but that term, like, Black white boy. I just thought it was hilarious. People are obsessed with what they think I am or what they think I'm not. And I'm like, not going to stop being myself, you know? It's like, nobody's like, hey, Kendrick, stop stop saying you're black. Like, yo, Kendrick's a strong black man. Talk about it, you know? And this is who I am. So it's like, um, yeah. But it was just really funny to hear Funk Flex like listen to that song and then like do the intro and he's like, it's the birth of the black white boy. I was like, yo. That's Funk gangster. Master Flex Night. Funk yeah. Master Flex Night. I mean, this is a voice that has welcomed me to New York wow. more times than I can remember. Not personally. I've never even met Flex, I don't think. But uh, when I would get off the plane, yeah. I'd get in the black, back of the yellow cab and I'd be like, hot 97 allowed in the back, please. And sure enough, the first thing you would hear is Funkmaster Flex's voice across the station, right? The whole time. Ten years ago, uh, while I was shopping deals in New York City with my manager, Chris Saru, um, we're driving around, uh, driving around Long Island and Funk is just screaming all over the radio, Funk Flex. And we looked at each other and was like, one day, man. One day, bro. Where that's going to be us. He's going to be spinning our records. And lo and behold, you know, over 10 years later, he's on it's crazy. the record. I know. And again, that's another example of you manifesting something that you ultimately dreamed up. And again, it comes back to that fuel. And I think we're driven by these books and by these teachers who put themselves in the marketplace to manifest through positivity. But man, some fucking few juices needed, isn't it? Don't you need to drink that in order to achieve these goals throughout your life? There has to have been some friction there to create this this reality for yourself. Yeah, 100%. But I'm just, I am such a positive person. I think it's just different now. Like, I'm just grown. I'm grown. Like, you, you, you know what I love about you is you're a gentleman. You know, the definition of a gentleman is to make anybody, or a gentleman or a lady, is to make everyone in the room that they're in feel comfortable. And you do that. And it's, it's, a, it's a special thing. Not a lot of people do that. A lot of people like to try to muster up bullshit and right. ask dumbass questions to, for whatever. I don't know. Whatever. And you don't do that. And I, I really appreciate it because you're one of the few people who, Thanks, who are just yourself. And so, but one thing that I have felt in me is I just ain't taking no. Like for so long, I, was, I felt like a kid. You know, um, Big Boy told me this um, from Big Boy's Neighborhood. He said, Logic, this game is a game of enough, not good enough, not rap enough, not hood enough, not black enough, not rich enough, not handsome enough, not this. And he goes, you are enough. Mm. And he told me this on the phone, just us. Mm. And he goes, I am enough. 
He goes, my family isn't. And he's like, you are enough. That's wisdom. Bobby. That's wisdom. And I was like. That's why he's big boy. Yeah, for sure. And when he said that to it's me, I was like, icon. yeah, I'm enough. That's another icon. Yeah, he's a G. I'm so happy that you've drawn attention to the voices that love music but don't make it. <laughs> because people like Flex, Nadwa, you mentioned Big Boy. There's so many Angie Martinez. There's so many. And in the UK, you know, incredible. Yeah, even fucking, Lena Waithe on this, you know, yeah. having, her, having her do a skit. Yeah, which was awesome too. Another great skit and a really powerful message there. But just, it's awesome that, you know, you've taken the opportunity to kind of pull those two worlds closer together because often there's a bridge between us and we don't get to see you unless you're willing to cross the bridge and then you back over the bridge to the artist space. Yeah, but what you do, like, let's talk about, you know, the interview that I sampled with you and Earl. Yeah. Sweatshirt, yeah. shout out. I think I think I might have met Earl once on like a tour, but we never like like really met yeah. and like shook each other's hands. Like, yeah. so let me just say, Earl, I love you <laughs> for real. And thank you so much. He's the best. And thank you um, to everybody at Apple for allowing me to use this sample about sampling. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was really, uh, really kind of- Thanks for using it. It was cool. Yeah, no, but it spoke to me. And that's what I mean. It's like, if you had never, if you were not you, yeah, that wouldn't have existed. I wouldn't have been inspired. That wouldn't have, that song wouldn't have, it's just, of course, what we do. We're in the same- ethos man you know you're a creative like just because you might not necessarily make music what, what does that have to do with shit like i wouldn't be rapping if it wasn't for quentin tarantino he's a director yeah right you know yeah right so it's a whole thing how are your anxiety levels at the moment oh they're great now that i've urinated <laughs> but i mean just generally in life you know there's, there's been a lot of like i'm good there's I'm, a lot of life in your life yeah no i'm good man uh my anxiety is in a great place um, Which means it can f f go f itself, right? I don't see how anxiety could be in any other place if it's a great place to f cough. Yeah. yeah. Right? It comes though. I think it also keeps me in check. Huh. Like, because I'm like walking down the like Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man 3 and I'm like, everything's great. Everything's amazing. Shouldn't and you then it just smacks you in the face. I don't think that's that. I think you should be entitled to feel that way. What do you mean? Everything's great. Yeah. Because no, it is. I, yeah, but still and dealing with anxiety sucks. It's the worst. But, you know, my therapist has helped me so much because I used to just, like, I was constantly um, seeking reassurance. Like, mm -hmm. I'd be like, ask my wife, like, I feel weird. I feel every day, every single person in this room, like, knows me and they know all I was doing for the past four years is going, I feel weird. I feel weird. And they're like, how, Bob? How do you feel weird? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel weird. Yeah. And then she just taught me, like, I don't say that anymore. Like, I just, I don't say it because it's like, why why say it? Do you know what my, my therapist has a good one for me right now? He goes, yeah, I know what you're feeling. And I can tell the way you're describing it. You know, you feel the way you did as a child. And I go, yeah. And he goes, yeah, but you're not a child anymore. And it's like, he, he's done it to me two, three times right now. I walk into it every time with my eyes open. And then I, he finishes and I, my eyes are closed. It's pretty awesome. And that's really what it comes down to, right? Taking some responsibility, I think, for the growth in your life, Right. Realizing that you didn't ask for the things that ultimately set you on this path, but it's your fucking path. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, I'm lucky though. Like, I appreciate everything that I have. I just think it's a lot of people are scared to, you know, because they're like, oh, well, somebody in some country isn't eating tonight. And it's like, don't do that to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you don't want to, 
try to negate your feelings or what you're going through just because someone has it worse. Like I, I'll meet a lot of people and they'll be like, yeah, my childhood was kind of crazy. It wasn't like yours though. It wasn't like yours. And it's like, don't do that to it's yourself. It's a defense reaction. Yeah, no, you're, which I get, but nah. Anyway, I don't even know what I'm saying. I love being an adult. How about that? Being a kid sucks. At least it did for me. Yeah. But on top of that, it's like, you can't stay up late. <laughs> you have to go to school every day for like, 19,000 years. That's true. School, man. I know. What's up with that? I know. I didn't graduate. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> I actually can. Not because I think you're stupid, but yeah. because I think that, you know, you, it just wasn't for you. It wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't have a good support system there to like see me through it. So that, now, okay, but now you're going to live vicariously through the experiences of your kids. For sure. So check it out. When they go to school and it wasn't for you, you got to make sure that you don't bring that with you, right? And I'm not saying like, oh, they can leave whenever they want. It'll probably have the opposite effect where you'll double down on their education. Yeah, I'm excited. But I'm on, I want to make it fun for him. I want him to be, I don't know. I love little Bobby. I think he's going to be a musician. <laughs> I'm serious, bro. He gets out, he wakes up from nap time and he's like, Metallica. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> I have this whole, I have this whole playlist. That's what Lars does too. Hey, oh, there it is. Nice. That was pretty great. That's pretty good. That was pretty great. It's pretty funny. Now everybody just close your eyes and imagine Lars Ulrich waking up from his afternoon nap and going, Metallica. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, man. He loves that. He loves uh he loves Slum Village. Get this money, Jay Dilla. Poor kid never even got to bring a you know, he never even got to like, you know, Mary had a little lamb. No, he does like have his so he mixes it up. He literally created his own playlist and he navigates it on the phone. And he has uh, wheels on the bus go round and round, but he also loves Baby Shark. But he likes Daddy to do the remix. So I'll do uh, Baby Shark, do 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 Baby Shark, do 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 Baby Shark, do 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 Baby Shark, and then I go Daddy's Bronco, do 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 Daddy's Bronco, or like all these different things. <laughs> and uh, yeah, would you ever do a boom bap nursery rhyme Yo, thing for kids? You know what's crazy? I've like thought about that. I actually I made my son. Uh, I wish I had it. Like a really dope beat. Yeah. That was just where I sampled Sesame Street and I did all the ABCs. Yeah. And it's like so ill. Um, that could be fun. It would be don't, pretty sick. Don't put it past logic. I think it would be pretty sick because like, to me, you're at a point in your career where if you're not worried about perception the way you were when you were a yeah, young yeah. man and you were able to make an album as like dedicated to rap as this is, then why wouldn't you go out there and, and create an album of nursery rhymes yeah, for educate. kids. I think I'd be like, yeah. listen up, kids. We about to f*** this shit up. Hey, motherfucking beat. No, I'm just, could you imagine? Edutainment. Yeah, I would never do that. KRS-One <laughs> specializes in music. No, but that could be dope. I just wouldn't, I would want it to be dope though. Like, it's like, like my son loves Metallica. Now, maybe he shouldn't be listening to, you know, we're so f that a look. Like, whatever, but he likes it. Are you going to take Vinyl Days out on the road? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do a couple Ooh, joints. So I know you as a touring artist. Yeah. Is that it? I'm going on tour. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like you, to me, whenever I'd speak to you, you'd always be like, I'm either coming off the road or I'm getting ready to go on the road. Mm. Has that changed a bit for you? I got really lucky where I chose to step away from everything and mm -hmm. have a child as COVID happened, which was really unfortunate because, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of artists who spend a lot of money preparing tours and things and this thing came and ruined that, which is extremely sad. But I love it. I do love touring. I'm glad I got to take a break. I'm going out with Wiz Khalifa. Sick. I'm so hyped. And we're going to co-headline. I wanted to go out alone 
And then his team hit my team and was like, hey, what do you guys think about doing a co-headlining tour? Could be fun. And I was like, that could be fun. Like, <laughs> it's like less pressure on me. And, you know, we just have a good time and everything's equal billing and all that. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, go on tour with Wiz Khalifa. Amazing. But I just don't know how I'm going to break it to him that I don't smoke weed anymore. When did you quit? When my son was born. Because yeah. I didn't want him to fry in the 10th dimension of time and space. I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Really high. He's like, wow, wow, wow. wow man. Yeah. He's really hitting those notes. Um, I know. Yeah. I, w- I wish I could smoke weed again, but Do we'll you? see. Yeah, because it really chilled me out. You know what I mean? But whatever. I don't know what I'm going to say to Wiz. He's going to be so disappointed. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. You just, you know, you just have the social time. That's all. True. <laughs> True that. We'll just do it outside. It's been fun. I've I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the transparency of it. And I've you got, enjoyed you got the any process. juicy ones though? You got anything you really want to know while you got me? I'll answer anything. I know well, you almost anything. I know you will, but I'm not I'm not the guy who asks anything. Two it's inches. Just, it's from not, the ground. No, it's, I'm just kidding. It's not it's it's not what I do. Like, I don't care. I don't even mean that. I just mean like I life shit. I mean like, like life. Is there anything you wonder? This has been a really fun interview. I wonder what time you're rap ready. Like what? What's too early for you to rap? Oh, uh, dude, I'm a professional. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. You're not about to make me freestyle right now, are You're you? You're not to freestyle. You can, can do something that you wrote. I don't, I don't even know that. what I've written. Second, I get it. What I'm spitting is the L-O-G. I see me out in L.A. for show, though. Moving to the Malibu. Me and my crew coming through to do what it do. We got plus daddy doing what we do. I'm smacking you up like Gilmore's caddy. You up. Fool, how it is to be your double BY? I don't know. It's strictly off the top. The TOP, I said it once, I said it twice. Heat is advice. I'm feeling good, I'm feeling hella nice. I got the chain, I'm feeling deranged. They like, man, logic ain't saying anything. I could give a this is what that sh- that rap was brought up on. That Brooklyn in the park after dark type when I write, but I don't. This is how we gotta get it. Yeah, you want it, but you won't with me. And that's it. I'm just having fun. I don't know. Suck. All right. Is that it? That's it. Okay. <laughs> Another classic conversation with Logic. Long may they continue. No more retirement plans, I hope. More music to come. Vinyl Days is streaming now on Apple Music alongside his great collection of albums, singles, EPs, collaborations, remixes, mixtapes, and everything else. Thanks for checking out this conversation. We're back again next week with a new one. Take care.